Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, a bean counter is typically someone who is involved in corporate financial decisions. Referring to someone as a bean counter, however, can be a way to belittle that person as someone who is especially reluctant to spend money that they think more about money than human beings. When it comes to forgiving the debt of sin, well, thank God that Jesus is no bean counter. Peter, on the other hand, reveals that he is the consummate bean counter as he seeks to put a limit on how often he should forgive someone when they sin against him. At first glance, however, it seems that Peter is quite generous, especially when considering that the rabbis of that day said that three times, three times, was the limit. Yet, like the rabbis, Peter was wrong in trying to put a number on forgiveness because God's forgiveness is never about numbers, ever. While counting is good, it's not bad to be an accountant, so if someone thinks that way, that's not what we're talking about here. While counting is good, and by the way, God can certainly count. He knows every single hair on each and every one of your heads. He knows the number. He can count. Well, he can count. When it comes to sins, well, counting isn't his thing. Unfortunately, it's our thing, though, isn't it? It's our thing, and that's the problem. It's been our old Adam default way of doing things since the fall of humanity. So even though God has forgiven the entire debt of our sin through the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we are still wired, aren't we, to keep track of what people have done to us. There's a number. There's a number on that ledger that transitions you from forgiving your brother who sins against you to demanding payback. There's one for all of us. Maybe it's different at any given time. For Peter, it was seven. Let's think about that for a moment. Let's say someone had talked behind his back four times. Whoa. One, two, three, four. Let's say there, by the way, that would be the Eighth Commandment. Let's say, uh, let's just say the, for the other three, they had been angry with him from time to time. That's seven. That's it. Done. Have any of you ever watched the show Seinfeld? 
Yes? No? Maybe? Yes? Well, for those of you who haven't, there was one particular one that I, I, I laugh at every time I think about it. It was, the guy was called the soup Nazi. And the way it worked was he was, his soup was the greatest, right? He was the best soup in town. But as people walked in front of him, they were very worried because if you just looked at him wrongly, he would say, no soup for you. Well, after seven times, if you sin against uh, Peter, no forgiveness for you. Well, how about the rabbis? Three. Let's just say that you looked at someone lustfully. Sixth commandment. Three times. With the internet today, think of that. With how awful that is, right? But just three times. There'll be no forgiveness for you. And how about in our culture today? What I find fascinating is they've turned it around. So, if you don't sin, I want you to think about this. If you don't sin by saying what is not true, but saying what we say, no forgiveness for you, even if you do it once. Corporate America, you don't say or call someone by their pronoun that they want to be called by, even though that's not the reality of who they are with regard to their gender, whether male or female. No job for you. This is where we are. This is where we are. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. You just confessed your sins at this altar. And it wasn't me forgiving your sins. I'm passive in this endeavor as your pastor. And when you forgive one another as God has forgiven you, as members of the priesthood of all believers, or when you forgive me, right? We're all passive in that. God's word is at work. Jesus is at work in forgiving sins. How many of you think you have sinned at least seven times to this morning? <laughs> I do. I think I have. <laughs> right? Remember, it's thought, it's word, it's deed. If we were the judges, if you make Peter the judge or the rabbi or the culture, no, no forgiveness for you. No forgiveness for you. But think about what that means, what God has done for you in Christ. Not just whatever sins you did this morning, but all of them. The whole lot of sins that you can't even number. There's just too many. You can't even keep track. There are sins you don't even know about. It's impossible for you to keep track of it all. God in Christ could. The one who knows every hair on your head knows the number. He could. But he chooses not to. He's here not to count your sins, but to forgive them, to have mercy on you and to have mercy on me. And he calls us to do the same. We all have just received the enormity of the grace and the love and the forgiveness and mercy of God in Christ Jesus. 
Now, how can we hold things against each other? That's what Jesus is getting at today. And in the Lord's Supper, right? Think of the Lord's Supper. He bodies and bloods you together with Him so that He's with you, so that in Him you can forgive as God and Christ has forgiven Him. So when you come up here, do you have something against someone else? Do you realize that Jesus says, well, the measure you use will be used against you then? Don't do that. Just come up here and receive my love, my mercy, my strength, and my peace. And by the way, all of us, whether pastor, people, no matter who we might be, the only way we get out of this mess is by the mercy and love of God in Jesus Christ. What I think is really fascinating about this text and what I'm thankful for is did you, did, you, did you catch that God doesn't leave the settling of accounts to us? He does it. He does it. The one whose name means God saves. He's come to save, to have mercy. Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, settles the accounts because for God, it's not about the money. It's not about your sins, it's about mercy. It's about forgiving those sins. Now think about how this plays out in all of the scriptures. I'll give you the most familiar familiar story you can think of, the prodigal son, or I think it should be called the prodigal father. Prodigal means extremely generous. Do you remember that the young son, the, he asked for the total inheritance from the father, and the, what, what's bizarre in that parable is the father gives it to him, all of what the father has, has earned. And remember that prodigal goes up and blows it all away, blows it, spends all of the money, um, he had all of this money, and he, he blows it all, right? And when he comes back, do you remember how the father was waiting for him? And remember the, that prodigal comes back thinking that he could, you know, work it off. My father will let me be a servant so I can pay it off maybe, right? He's a good man. He'll let me pay it off. No, no, the father had nothing to say about the money he had blown, he runs out to him, throws the robe around him, puts on the family, this is my son, whom I love. Let's throw a party. For this son of mine who was lost is found, who is dead is alive again. God is no bean counter. Our Father in heaven is no bean counter. Do you remember the old, older son in that reading, in that parable of Jesus? He was a bean counter. He was keeping track of all the things he had done and all the things his brother had not done and done that was wrong. And remember that he won't go in and celebrate with the others who had received such gracious mercy, who, who got to feast on the finest of foods. He won't go in because that, that son of yours is there the brother says. And do you remember what the father says? He says, don't you know? 
don't you know, son, that everything that belongs to me is yours? It's yours. And you can't begin to count how much I have to give you. This applies to us. God is here not to count all your sins. He's here to forgive them all in Jesus Christ. Now, by the numbers, the debt of our sin is impossible for us to pay. You should know that one talent would be equal to 20 years of work. If you do the math, that means that this guy who says or thinks he can pay it off, right, thinks he can earn it back for the, for the, uh, the master in the parable, that would mean it would take him 200,000 years to pay it. 200,000 years of work if he just paid everything that he owed, just focused on that. Total and utterly impossible, right? It's impossible to do by the numbers. And remember what Jesus said about salvation for us? He said this, with man, this is impossible, but all things are possible with God. And he's made it possible through the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, who now comes not to count our sins, but to forgive them. Likewise, when it comes to forgiving others, instead of leaving it to us, our Lord calls us to tap into his forgiveness when dealing with others, to forgive as he has forgiven you. Fascinatingly, when this guy receives this great forgiveness in our parable, he goes to a guy who owes him 100 denarii. One denarii, one day's work. It would take this guy 100 days to pay it off. It was an entirely, entirely doable thing to give him more time so he could pay it off. But really, if he had known and, and truly trusted in the grace and mercy of God, he would have written that off too. But he chokes him. He chokes him and wants his money because he's a bean counter, a bean counter still. And so what happens in the parable? The measure he used will be used against him. Don't do that. Look to Jesus. Don't live by faith in yourself and trying to uh, do it by the numbers. The numbers are not in your favor. It's impossible for you to save yourself or for me to save myself. Live by faith in the, in the God who loves you to death, even death on a cross. Live by faith in the one who washes you clean, who says about your sins, as far as the east is from the west, so far are your sins. I remember your sins no more. And let his word, as you believe, believing is, receiving, as you receive this forgiveness, let it, let it overflow. Let your cup overflow in forgiveness of others as God in Christ has forgiven you. Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is not here to keep a tally of your sins. He is here to forgive them, all of them, and he does. The Apostle Paul reminds us, quote, that God in Christ comes to reconcile the world to himself, not to count people's sins against them. So when it comes to forgiving the debt of sin, thank God that Jesus is no bean counter. And the people say, Amen.
Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.